guys are in the prison in that cell. I'm in the whole universe. I just be like, oh my gosh, there's a whole universe in there. <laughs> never let him out. People never let him out. <laughs> Is he? He passed away, didn't he? Uh, he did pass away. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to wish evil on anybody, but I think it was about time. <laughs> he was in prison a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was Serial Killer Talk. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was uh, Zach and Doll Colin talking about depressing serial killers, episode seven. <laughs> Check it out on Patreon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Are we ready? Oh, that was bad. <laughs> that was a horrible cold open, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh well. Oh, are you, you going to stick with us? Yeah, we are. Uh, Sorry, probably. genuine. <laughs> What's funny is the beginning of that was even cut off. So. <laughs> Boom. All right, so we ready to go, guys? I'm about to have like serious whiplash here because we're going to talk about worship. Woo! <laughs> no more depression. <laughs> cool deal. All right, let's go. Cool. You ready? I'm Zach, and I'm Colin, and, and I'm Bob. Bob. <laughs> ah, I, wanted to do what, I wanted to do what Colin did last time. <laughs> and welcome, welcome to, to the House Plants Podcast. We are here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Woo! Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. And so we, you guys are joining us for the, I get, we're, this isn't going to necessarily be a series, but uh, we're just kind of doing like a, another look at the worship stuff. and It'll we, be a series, not necessarily in any type of order, and yeah. a series that we reserve the right to come back to at any point Boom. if we just feel like it. Yeah, just like prayer or um, a few of the other ones we've been kind of mulling over a little bit. Yeah. And now that you've said you've reserved the right, now you're actually able to do it. If you didn't say you reserved the right, then it wouldn't be true. Um, actually, we have to type it out on Facebook and like this really legal sounding thing <laughs> posted to our Facebook page. Oh, gotcha. To gotcha. be able to keep the rights We also to have it. to remember how cool we are and to be humble when doing series we're like this isn't even like a series we're just like talking this isn't a big deal we're just a bunch of guys yeah. talking there's this ain't a series at all but if you guys think it's a series you wouldn't be wrong this isn't even a podcast it's only a podcast if you believe it's a podcast <laughs> everything's in your mind people yep cool okay and now we just so christian science <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're Let's being weird away. we're being weird this time but it's Absolutely. all good we are talking about how to formulate a set list and how to let God do that process in you. But first, let's do some worship and kind of get things rolling. That's a really good idea, Colin. I yeah. wish I would have thought of it. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing is. Not to mention I'm holding a guitar and ready to play. But the thing is, though, this is a song that Zach recently wrote. So mm-hmm. what's what's the deal with this song, man? The song is based on Psalm 16. And... Um, Really, I was just latching onto a couple different parts of Psalm 16, and I began to kind of formulate a song around the rest of the scripture. It doesn't follow it exactly, um, but aren't the Psalms just great in general, though? They are. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely a real crazy one. So, um, you know, it talks about God's righteous hand and how He will protect us and keep us from harm, and so that's basically what it calls to do. And it's got a really cool bridge. So. I think it's very cool, too. Cool. Are you ready to go, bro? Yep. Let's do it.
Shelter me, O oh God. call on you, you lavish me with as much as kings. We can so easily let our hearts chase after other gods. I'll have no part of this, for apart from you I have no good Joy in your prayer. 
harmonies i was like trying my best uh but then i started feeling like a scratchiness in my throat i really i wanted to write something that could go in like a really interesting set list oh yeah it's kind of part of the purposes of of writing that one in the first place because the bridge can be repeated just however much you feel like it needs to be repeated oh yeah i definitely didn't count or anything i think that was like six it was 12 yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Um, Cool. <laughs> well, the one thing I very, very much like about it is the uh, kind of off, uh, offbeat uh, melody line mm-hmm. that kind of like sneaks up in there on you, like it's doom to doom doom. Shout to me, oh God. Yeah, thanks. Doom, 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 doom. And of course, uh, those lyrics coming out of Psalm 16, what's not to like as far as the lyrics are concerned. Right, yeah. When it's right out of the scripture, you know I'm going to dig it. Yeah. So there's something cool about singing psalms together. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially cool. if you're singing psalms to the sons of Korah. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> those are good ones. you instructed me about. Yeah, they were, they were kind of depressed because their... Uh, <laughs> their ancestors their were ancestors, jerks. <laughs> their ancestors were swallowed up by the earth. Yep. So. <laughs> okay. So uh, this week, um, we are going to be talking a little bit about like a new different little tiny narrower aspect of worship which is we are honing in yeah which is like picking yeah kind of figuring out what songs are best for the service and uh kind of getting that set list picked out but also kind of differentiating between where you are as far as like the elements and kind of uh uh doing your best to allow god to lead you in that process just like everything else but yeah. be- but before we get there, um, I think in the prayer rotation, I may be up. I think it's your turn. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we can just dive right in. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Sounds good. God, we uh, come to you today um, with just super gratification for you, and uh, we just want to say thank you again for the opportunity to do this podcast, and we want to... Uh, pray that you would have your will be done with us and that we could continue to serve you uh, using our gifts. And so tonight uh, we just pray that all the things we talk about would be from you and that we would be facilitators as we talked about in our last episode. And so we just pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. 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 
So what goes into making a set list? It's uh, basically our ability plus our knowledge plus our know-how and trying really hard, right? Well, That's how you make a good set list. For also, God. your favorite songs. <laughs> your favorite songs. <laughs> That's the absolute most so, important part. So, okay. So, okay. Let's just, let's line this out, boys. Yeah. We got a service. The pastor's like, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And we're just like, perfect. Because we know four new songs that no one's ever heard before. And they're all about the Holy Spirit. Yep. One of which is just on the regular radio. And then the rest are just cool songs that kind of talk about the Holy Spirit. Right. Wrecking Ball, I think. Oh, yes. So there's, (laughs) we're going to go with uh, Lady Gaga. (laughs) Well, technically one of them is Carrie Underwood. So, I mean, it's sort of Christian. Yeah. And so that's just going to be cool because it'll be fun for me to play those. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I really was looking for a challenge with this worship set. And I think that that should be priority. Number one (laughs) is whether like I'm engaged in what we're doing. Uh, If it's not hard, then it's not worth doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was way Three too easy. Are. So Yeah. Okay. So what do we really mean, Zach? Yeah. So, I mean, it may surprise some people, but when you're a worship leader and you want to make a set list, sometimes it's hard to know where to turn, right? Like you got all these questions in your mind. Um, but as we're kind of learning about what God wants to do in worship and how we talked last time, how it's a meeting with God, we're not just teaching people about God, but we're, we're meeting him in worship. Uh, you really need to kind of let him take control. And so what we're looking at is instead of like a set list formulation kind of thing, we're going to talk about um, what's called guided discovery. And I guess that, that what it's actually called. Well, that's came out of a, I think at least it came out of a conversation that I had with our friend, Ken Southgate. Okay. Who's also a pastor, also a worship leader, also a house plant. And a house plant podcast. House plant and a half. House plant podcast guest as well. Yes, he was. He was in like episode Two times. like four <laughs> or something. He's like yeah. way back. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, we need to have him back. But yeah, so you know, I was asking him like, what are some things that we could share as worship leaders that people would want to know about? And he's like, tell people about how you um, let God form a set list in you, like get walk people through that process of guided discovery. And I was like, I like that because it's, it implies that the set list is out there. We're finding it because God's guiding us to it. That's interesting. (laughs) Interesting way to think about it. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's like a process. There was a secret process I used to do for this. Um, if you guys want to know it's, um, (laughs) uh, so I would do the, the FUMC, I would do the, um, meetings with them. And I'd kind of get an idea and they would throw out some songs and that kind of thing. And then after we got done with the meeting and I kind of made some notes, I would literally just go into the sanctuary with the big grand piano and yeah. just sit there and like kind of yeah. like pray as I was playing. It was mm. kind of this like meeting with God worship moment for me. And then as the songs came, I would like make notes and I would say like this, these words seem to fit well in like what my heart is singing and stuff. And then I would like look up things and play them. And for me, it was just allowing God to like pick them for me in a lot of ways. Yeah. But then you're doing it through prayer, talking it out. Yeah. I would just be like, uh, they said the Holy Spirit, you know, and then I'd be like, isn't there a song like Holy Spirit, come, come, Holy Spirit. And I'd like be like, wait a minute. And then I would just, you know, get some on my phone and I would play them on the piano. And so for me, it was very much like this kind of like my process of preparing was also a time of worship. Yeah. So that's kind of how I I do it. What about you, Zach? How have you done it? Yeah. 
real similar. I am not good at piano, so I do it with a guitar, guitar obviously, most yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think when I'm able to put that time and that thought into, I found that it really makes a difference. And oh, yeah. um, if I can't do that, I still try to kind of like look at the scripture for the day and meditate on it and just kind of see what comes out. Right. Um, and there, there's other like tricks you can do to cheat that are a little bit seem a little bit less spiritual, but we'll kind of get into that. Um, as I was talking to Ken about this, Ken was like, yeah, some people do very practical ways of like forming a set set list and other people kind of let the Holy spirit guide their discovery of it. And right. what he said, for some reason, I wrote this down when he said it, he said, I can taste the difference. Ooh, <laughs> you imagine Ken saying, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a good way to put it though. Yeah. You can, there's something different about when, you know, the Holy spirit is taking charge of this worship set list. You, it right. goes somewhere. It doesn't just sit there with like a bunch of popular songs and then all of a sudden it's done. Well, like there's a, I mean, there's something that I wanted to, I, I guess I didn't really get a chance to, I mean, I talked so I talked so much every episode. You'd think I'd have the chance you, to say whatever you I wanted. So to. much you didn't give yourself the chance to say <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> right. Colin kept interrupting me. Uh, so um, what I was going to say is, uh, obviously, in all things, we we kind of look to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so um, one thing that's funny is that the Holy Spirit responds. Mm. I think, and a, and one of the ways that it does that is, uh, like he was saying, you can you can taste the difference. Yeah. I think what he is referring to is the Holy Spirit and the kind of the way it moves you through worship. Yeah. And so that's just, that's just something that like in general we can talk about as far as like worship stuff, but, oh, yeah. but um, in terms of the set list, I think that there is a, there is a definite feeling of like mm-hmm. maybe like um, awkwardness or uh, a disingenuous like feeling when like things are put together either hastily or without regard for God and, and, and it really just feels like you're smashing a few songs in there just to make it when all work. When you're doing like the top 40 countdown. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not to say that popular songs can't be good. Um, and, and, and so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. No, no, no. Finish your thought. Go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, there, there has been times in worship when the best worship happens when we just throw out the uh, idea, like we throw out what we were going to yeah, do yeah. and just worship a different way. Like, and I'll hear, uh, and one of the things that's crazy, and, and this will drive a pastor crazy, so, you know, use caution with this method, but <laughs> you listen to your pastor's message and maybe he ends up somewhere a little bit different than he said in planning. And then suddenly you're like, oh, bro, he just said, God, draw me close to you. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know, we yeah. got to do it. And then you <laughs> hop up there and you do it. Or, you know, and, and just it's like. It's great when you can have the freedom to make that call too. In environments like that. Unfortunately, not always the case. Absolutely. That's true. But you can always like add something like that in as like a tag or bridge. Yeah. 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 And so sometimes. And so we did, I think we did, um, I think we did come thou fount once with Ken, uh, kind of backing me up in, uh, Ken, because we kind of did this come thou fount sort of off the cuff or we like repeated it or something. He was like letting the spirit lead and he just kind of went on and talked mm-hmm. about what, uh, uh, what raising an Ebenezer is and kind of like yeah. the history of the song. And it just, it really added so much more to the worship experience when we kind of knew what we were singing about and who yeah. we were singing to. Those are like 
educative moments that you can have. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the, the set list hopefully is somewhat fluid and not stagnant, but yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. Because we're about to dive deeper into that. Yeah. But, but even despite the fluidity, you, you do still do a, quite a bit of preparing ahead of time. Absolutely. There yeah. needs to be preparation because, sure. again, we're striving, we're striving not for perfection, sure. but for excellence. We're striving to do yeah. the best we can. So during that preparation era, are there any questions you tend to ask yourself while you're sitting there at the piano or with a guitar and going through that worship uh, process and trying to figure out where God's leading you? Are there questions you tend to bring yep. up? Bad, bad and good ones. Bad. <laughs> In the past, I've been yeah. like, God, I just hope they, I hope people don't get mad that I'm going to do this song. <laughs> God, I think you're telling yeah. me to do this one. Yeah. I hope nobody yells at me for doing it. Like uh, the the idea that you would sh- just wrestle with what everybody else is going to think about the set list is really like tough. Like it's a dangerous mm-hmm. place to be. Yeah. Like, like we said in our last one, we have to think about God first and like meeting with him first and foremost. And so, but like, that's what ends up happening. You start, you start like questioning whether or not you're making the right call and Mm. that can be be hurtful in some ways. Yeah, you can. Um, Here's kind of the things that like, so if we said that we're going down a path of guided discovery, um, you're you're uncovering things. And so if you just really have like no idea where to start, um, here are things that I ask myself, like, okay, I'm sitting down, I'm thinking about worship songs. I'm going through like these like aspects of like things about the worship service. Mm -hmm. So where's God leading me personally? I don't know if that's always like the best place to start, but I tend to think that a lot of worship kind of flows out of like the leader being transformed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I tend to think like, what's God doing in my life? Like, where have I seen him work? Um, then I ask, what is the scripture for the day? So take a look at, you know, what, or in cool churches, you would have multiple scriptures, multiple but, you know, scriptures. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Yeah. No, a lot of churches do do the uh, liter- literary text. Lectionary. Like, lectionary. Yeah. Me. So yeah. If, if your church is doing the lectionary, that's a really good source. And if they haven't, I found sometimes if they haven't given me the scripture yet, like I just have no information and they're like, just lead some worship songs. Sometimes I will look at the lectionary and I will see (laughs) what the Bible passages would be for like a traditional church. And oftentimes that works somehow. Yeah. I can't really explain why. Um, It just tends to like themes just tend to go together and scripture really kind of unlocks that. I've had, I've had situations which, you know, we'll get into like truly having God speak to you in the spirit. But I've had times where they, I haven't known what this, what the Sunday message was about. Yeah. Then I do four worship songs that I know the worship team has been like kind of desiring to do yeah. stuff that we think is just very good general stuff that like connects us with the Lord in a special yeah. way. And then we'll get there on Sunday and find out it was like perfect. It was like a perfectly like kind of thing where, so sometimes, I mean, like, again, it's all about submitting. It's weird. The, times when you when you're submitting and you're doing a like you're asking the holy spirit to guide your process of song picking right um how many times that you will actually pick something that goes along when you had no idea yeah i mean that's just the that's uh, to me it's the spirit but it's also i mean there's a lot of god's working in a lot of people in your worship service not just you there's a lot of like god uh god uh re yeah, he brings and- things together. Mm-hmm. I had one recently where um, 
I was looking through songs. All I knew was the theme was going to be about love. So I was like looking at songs about love and I was like, okay, reckless love might be a good choice. Yeah. I was like, I don't really know. I guess I'll do reckless love. So I put it in there. And then like two days later, the speaker emailed us and was like, can you guys do reckless love at the end? Boom. Cause that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm feeling. My message is going towards. It's like, okay. Yeah. God, God already let me know. So it's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, you're a little late to the party on this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's, that's he, fun. He that's does that. Fun. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. So what yeah. other stuff do you ask yourself, Zach? What does the congregation need? There's times where like maybe something happened and like your congregation just needs to hear something about grace or something about God working to kind of like restore trust or whatever. Yeah. There's times when God's just kind of leading the congregation a certain way. And hopefully somebody who's preaching or or speaking kind of has their finger on the pulse and like knows. So that's one way that things can fit together a lot. Right. Sometimes they don't though, (laughs) but you can do something in worship uh, along with where God's leading the congregation. Right. So like I'm a part of a, um, monthly worship gathering at this one church. I don't go there every week. I just help lead their, uh, their worship services once a month. And part of the reason is because God is leading them to kind of go deeper into the Holy spirit right? and deeper into like prayer. So they have these prayer and praise nights. And so we do a lot of songs that don't really have anything to do with messages. Cause there isn't really a message, just songs that kind of like guide your heart towards prayer kind yeah. of thing. So that's what I've been thinking about when making those set lists. And of course, number four, the most important. What do I need God to do in this set list? So what do you want? Well, what God does to do? God, what does God need us to do? Or what does God need to accomplish? Hmm. What does God desire to see happen? Yeah. Maybe part of that, like glimpsing of the future, God's desired anticipated future. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so, and I mean, obviously, that leads us back to um, our first talk about worship. Um, but I think, I mean, obviously, in all things, we want to be submissive. Uh, but also, he may have a specific agenda for that Sunday. Like, God may have a very specific yeah. thing that he needs to accomplish. Maybe he knows that one person's ready to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. They've come for a little bit. And they need something like uh, David Crowder's uh, Come As You Are or something. Mm. Or... Uh, What's that song? Holy Spirit, come. Uh, you are welcome here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Yeah. Uh, like, or what's that one? Um, where they're uh, they're singing about the persons in the back of the church. Uh, is it called uh, words? Words can build us up. No, I'm right. no. <laughs> I don't know. But like, uh, who knows? God may have a specific agenda. We can't yeah. sing these songs, people. Sorry. I, w- oh, I would wow. love to sing them. <laughs> we can say the titles. <laughs> Song Select and CCLI will call the police. Yeah. And they'll come seize the hard drive with all the episodes. And by the that. way, uh, Christian podcast police <laughs> look like this. They have both a stole and like a little robe <laughs> and then underneath it, like a buttoned up blue shirt with like ba- badges on either side that are also <laughs> crosses behind the badge. <laughs> I was thinking that they look like Ned Flanders. <laughs> Well, what are you guys doing, huh? Did you guys know this is well copyright? There's a metal band of all people who dress like Ned Flanders, and all their lyrics are things that Ned Flanders said (laughs) in episodes. Go check it out. We need to check that out. They're called Oakley Doakley. Oh man, up on YouTube. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So, so, um, uh, let me ask something. Cause we are, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying not to be super silly and we keep going off topic here. I, I, I am, uh, tired as well. So it's kind of, uh, causing that kind of weird stuff to happen, but I will just say, uh, one thing that we didn't really put down, but that is kind of occurring to me as like a person who would pick a set list is, um, do you guys ever get into a situation? Have either one of you ever gotten into a situation where the service is done and you think like, Oh, that was a, such like a, a huge missed opportunity. Hmm. Like what, what could, yeah. what, how could I have done better? Yeah. Um, and it's like too late. That has happened to me quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, Bob. I know you don't actively like pick the songs, but you do. Mm-hmm. You do uh, uh, do the, the the planning meetings and stuff like that. And so, what I was saying earlier is like you hear the pastor say something, and then you're like, "Oh, dude, that was such like a yeah." I wish I would have figured that out. Yeah, I wish I would have picked a different song here or something. Right. Yeah, I've been there for sure. Yeah, it's, it's one of those like weird situ- like knee jerk reactions where you're like, mm. mainly like, and maybe that's because this is just on my mind so much as. One of the, one of my goals for this semester is to try and grow more in my presence and awareness of what God is doing yeah. in a worship service. I get wrapped up sometimes in like um, the like accomplishing something yeah. <laughs> like or, you know, like, oh, I hope I know all the right chords to this song or whatever. Um, sometimes I forget to sit there and say, like, OK, what's God doing now and like follow along. So um yeah, I think mainly I realized that there's a missed opportunity whenever I'm was not super present. Like, oh, there was I a agree. chance for me to get more into this, but I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. and that kind of falls back on one of those episodes we discussed before with burnout with Jason. Yeah. It just feeling like you've done so much that you're just going through the motions at that point mm-hmm. and you just really you haven't you haven't been not yeah. not only have you not been attentive to like what God is trying to say to you, but you've yeah. almost like not even you're not even like there. You're just like yeah. sitting there. <laughs> yeah. It's, you, it's, you can get there easily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So moving on. Yeah. So the structure of a worship set has to be like this, right? It has to be like one fast song. Start. Let's yeah. start with. Okay. Start with a Chris Tomlin song. That's fast. Okay. I'm thinking that everybody knows. I'm thinking uh, probably uh, everlasting God ever. Okay. Yeah. 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 That one. I was um, thinking, how awesome is the Lord Most High? Deep cut. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, awesome is the Lord Most High. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we start I used with to that. play electric for that one all the time. So we start with that back. one, and then of course uh, that one is just for us to have fun, and it's really just for the worship team. It's to have for fun. people to like wake up because they are haven't so had bored. their coffee yet, and mm-hmm. they've been bored all week. So or they've had a it. lot of donuts from the first service. And yeah. now they're having a sugar crash. Yeah, so you need to you need to wake people up a little bit so that they're ready for um, the deep worship songs with the theology in them. Yep. So that's where your hymn goes is next. Well, the, right? well, so you're forgetting though that after you do one song, there's like 20 minutes of announcements right. and normal just like talking and announcements like have to go there. They can't go right. anywhere yep. else, otherwise they'll be disruptive. And then there's one song and then more <laughs> announcements. <laughs> so your second song's got to be like. If you if you get a third song, then your second song's like mid tempo, and it's usually like yep. a hymn yep. or something, like Ten Thousand Reasons or something. Ten Thousand Reasons, which is, is a really hymn. Good there, Ten Thousand Reasons it's is kind a, of a hymn. I know I'm being silly. Well, it is like a hymn doesn't have to be old. 
No, I know. Like, I'm saying like yeah. I'm saying like uh, it has a hymn like structure. It, it has it has four verses. It has mm-hmm. a refrain, and it has like a different theological theme Ooh, for if, each verse. If if um, is Ten Thousand Reasons also Matt Maurer? Who who wrote 10, Matt Redman? Matt Redman. I'm sorry. Yeah, I knew it was a Matt. Probably multiple people though. I wonder like, if I if I if I messaged uh, Matt Redman and asked him if he would allow me to write a <laughs> hymny like organy version of it if he'd let me do it. I think I think it's been done. Oh, it's probably. I'm has. sure it has. Yeah. yeah. So um, okay. ten thousand reasons. I like to say it's the Mr. Bright side of worship. It yeah. was on the charts for like ten years. And then our yeah. third our third song is usually the one that might have to do with the message. Then the message is like however long. Yeah. And then we do a, if you do a communion, usually do like a really, 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 you really long You have to do, oh, come one. to the altar. And yeah. you have to repeat it several times. Or you do oceans and then you just keep yeah. doing the bridge and the chorus over and over and Oceans over. is a really good one if you're like talking about missions or, or faith. Yep. And if you're if you got a worship leader who can talk a little bit, you want to like have them talk about Peter and how Peter was dumb and like didn't trust Jesus. So then you do and, oceans and just in the same key, you just yeah. lead right into good, good father. Yeah. Tomlin to finish out again. <laughs> then, yeah. If if you're lucky and you have like a cool pastor, yeah. you'll get to do like a jam song at the very end. Yeah. Like, after there's and make people the, sit there and just wait <laughs> on you to finish the bridge part. <laughs> if you have like a reasonable pastor, he'll let people go. <laughs> but but okay. then you can do then you can do like consuming fire by third day. And like so that's to, just to rock out. So that's yeah. basically it, guys. That's all you have to do. And then we solved list is done. all your set list problems. Yeah. That's how a set list goes. So okay, that's, that's the most it. Christian thing. Yeah, <laughs> obviously you guys were joking around, but there is still yeah. a lot of truth in some of the things yeah, you were yeah, saying yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So the, the uh, as, as far as actually what you all the things that go into creating one. That was a illustration that took a very long time. <laughs> Basically, well, like this, this, that's that's a little exaggerated, but really that is the process of which yeah. you would go through if you were planning things out. Well, that was the paradigm, yeah. you know, for a long time, and it kind of still is. But I, I think the thinking behind that, and I, I think it is effective. The thinking is that you start kind of general and you zero in yeah. as you get towards the message. And you also kind of, you come down a little bit from up tempo as you kind of turn more sure. towards reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's, there is a lot of truth about starting with that, with that upbeat song so that you can wake people up and get them more engaged yeah. in what's going on. If Vineyard didn't invent this, they probably are like, are the ones who like made it. Super <laughs> well, well, the one thing that's the one thing that I think we were trying, uh, one thing I was trying to emphasize here is that, each each worship service should really take on its own spirit mm-hmm. in that nothing yeah. should be like I mean and and I know this can be this sounds very chaotic there needs to be some structure obviously but I think a lot of times structure can impede on the on yeah. God's ability to really uh, create a fluid time of worship, especially if it's very like rigid and you can't change yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so a lot of times when you pick a when you pick songs for a set list. Uh, you either are reflecting, you're either doing the best you can in that structure, or you are trying to push a little bit of fluidity into it to allow yourself to pick different songs that reflect the mood of what we are talking about. Like, um, obviously, uh, around Christmas time, Easter, the set lists uh, kind of tend to change as the structure of the church tends to change. But if you're doing like just one random uh, worship set in July and there's just whatever 
um, a lot of times you will be stuck in a in kind of a structure depending on what church you're going to. So how do you pick songs? How do you create a true worshipful experience that will both connect the congregation with God and get, and you guys can connect with God yeah. when you know that there's a routine to that and it's hard to really break yeah. out of it? Yeah. So. I like when worship leaders do break out of it. Um, there's a worship leader from Houston called named uh, Mark Swayze who comes and leads worship at Asbury sometimes. And I always like I always think about how he breaks out of the typical structure a lot. Yeah. Like he'll start with a song that's like really slow and super deep and that'll be the first song and it'll get people like really like praying and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like because he started there and then it's like you build up from there, like things like that. And again, this is, this is kind of our own personal experience. There are, mm. th- there are a lot of church services that do things completely different than that. Yeah. That was just our like little explanation. But I mean, I'm sure that in, that was contemporary church, like, right. the average. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm sure that there are uh, either more charismatic, maybe a, a, a more uh, a Quaker style, that kind of thing where it's quieter. Uh, what does, what does, um, <laughs> I don't want to put Harvey on the spot. What does he call that kind of worship? <laughs> Oh, CCM, <laughs> contemporary Christian music. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, the whole thing is that though we are not part of a, uh, <laughs> though we are not part of a, uh, a different type of worship, but I think that it still applies that you can have this structure that is just basically part of the, either the culture of your church right. or just the way that the traditions have been done. Yeah. And sometimes that can inhibit the set yeah. list, the, what, what you're picking. Yeah, the freedom yeah. to go, let the set list go somewhere or go yeah. where God needs it to go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, That's definitely. Right. Um, so, like, what are some other kinds of worship services besides just a standard Sunday morning vanilla kind of thing? Well, you you and I have gone to a, one of my favorite worship services, which I've said on the podcast before, is that time that we went to the Wesley Foundation and – it was like the traveling like gospel choir. Came. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, that was good. Um, because yeah. there was a very little set, and then it was just like a time of like super like thick like air is as thick as pea soup. They maybe did the two spirit. songs, but they were just long yeah. and like uh, yeah, uh, uh, they were long and developing they included <laughs> participation. Yeah, right? exactly. Because there were times where you could like get on your knees and pray, and, and there were times where you, like people. I think I think we did some like asking people to share some stuff out loud kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I really it, like that type of service. And it was more of a like pin needle, like it wasn't mm-hmm. an encapsulate it wasn't like everything that a church service is. It was very like so there there are these very specific ones, like uh Yeah. You know, things like that where they're just about like um really connecting with the spirit through musical worship. Yeah. And so that's definitely one. Right. What about what about? Yeah, I mentioned that church in Versailles that I work with. It's actually Samuel Odebena's church. Um, but they, you know, so our prayer and praise nights are. So Samuel being our, our guest a couple. Samuel weeks being ago. our guest a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And Samuel would say that in general the church is praying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so we were encouraging prayer with these. So we have like. A couple song. And it took us a while to develop this. We've done like seven of them now, but what we've kind of landed on working really well is to start with some slow, reflective songs, yeah, and then lead into a time of prayer. And the time of prayer can be like ten to fifteen minutes long, 
and then you get back up later and you sing some other songs and then you ramp up at the very end of that set. That's where you do right. like your fast song when everybody's kind of warmed up and have been praying for like an hour at this point. Really? Then there's another little prayer time kind of to like close things out and like pray for healing for each other and stuff like that. And then we close with a song or two. And so it's almost kind of reverse from what normal churches do, but it's not a normal church service. So we get away with it. Bob, <laughs> let me ask you about one that I know that you've gone to that I have not gone to. Did you ever do that whole like 24 hour prayer thing? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about at EKU? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a few times when I was involved with the 24 hour prayer. Sessions. There was a couple different ones too. Sure. Sure. Um, there, let me, there was even a 48 hour fast event that we did as well. Yeah. Do you feel like people like the worship, if there was, I, I assume there was worship there. It depends on it depends on the particular event. Some of them actually there was no worship service yeah, at the all. The ones I'm familiar with, you just sign up for a slot and you get your thirty minute prayer time mm. and you kinda do it however you need to. Sure. But I do think that I went one time to a twenty four hour praise one that they had. Ah. Interesting. And what they did was they got worship leaders to take like two hour blocks and they tried to fill I don't think they filled the whole 24 hours, but you would come in and you would do a set and you could do like yeah. two hours of music if you wanted to. And so I picked like a really late one because I knew nobody other else people. would want it. Yeah, nobody else would want it. There were a few people there, though. Like there was like maybe like 10. Um, that is what International House of Prayer does. They have these like they call them healing rooms, I think. Right. And so they have different worship bands come in and take different sets throughout the day mm-hmm. and just continually just going around the I, clock. Yeah. I don't have much experience with that. I just like I said, I did it the one time at EKU. I do know that like I I I think I planned tried to plan two hours of music and I didn't quite get enough. And so we improvised a little bit. So I do remember kind of just like um, my mind went to like Matt Redman songs. And so yeah. I, I played like his standard kind of chord pattern that he uses for a lot of stuff and just kind of like went back and forth on some of his like, like more forever well and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just did like a few of his songs, just whatever I could think of. If I were to do that again, I probably would go more to hymns. I've sure. learned a lot more hymns recently. And so and so those. Yeah. I mean, and so you were like you were saying, the different services play a huge role in what you pick. Yeah. And there's like, what about like a worship concert kind of thing? Well, we've done those. Yeah, that's a, even we a, did the H2O and yeah, all those stuff. That's a different thing because you get to make a set list like you could pick, you could be doing like a really long set list and you could be doing a lot of upbeat music with a full band. Absolutely. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we, we go back to the, the old standard, which is then all things that we want to, we want to do the Lord's will through right. it. Yeah. I mean, and, and there, and, and I will just say this, there's nothing wrong with uh, just playing music for fun. If that is what is intended, if it's not, if it's not church, if it is uh, people coming and listening to Christian music and it's out like uh, AKU or something, some event, there's nothing wrong with just enjoying playing music. But I do think that if uh, God is a part of it, which he should be and always is a part of central to it, central to it, that it's his birthday party, that it can also be a time of worship, even when it doesn't seem like it's a time of worship. Yeah. So there you go. I agree. Yeah. It doesn't have to look exactly like what church looks like. Right. Um, Heck, I mean, we've had we've had worship services in people's hospital rooms before. Yeah. You know, and what do you do for a set list for that? Well, 
you probably don't really need to put like a ton of thought <laughs> into the flow or structure, right? What would Jessica yeah, Legrone say? Yeah. What would she say? Oh, yeah. So when you're talking about where it's flowing, one of the things that she has said um, that I've mentioned before, she said, where does the heart need to go next? Yeah. So right. if you're at that hospital and you just you know that those kids want to uh, those kids with heart palpitation problems <laughs> want to do a really fast, upbeat song and jump on the bed, then you're definitely going with like uh, trading my sorrows. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. man. No, I, <laughs> Well, that was like, I always thought that was like a funny thing about like Patch Adams was he'd be like, woohoo, you go in there and like act like a clown. I'm like, but what if those kids are like having problems breathing or something? No, no but um, and on all things, you let the Lord Laughter's lead. Laughter the best medicine. Yes. Unless you have trouble laughing because you have breathing problems. One of these something. days you're going to die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Great movie. Um, so, yeah. So in all things, you just got to make sure. That you are allowing the spirit to lead, mm-hmm. you're allowing God to lead. Yeah. And he'll tell you what songs are doing, the, right. which ones can be the right ones to do. Yep. All right. So we are, we're getting towards the end here, but we need to talk about a few issues that we all face when we're dealing with this stuff, right? We all have issues. I mean, everybody had that album, <laughs> parental <laughs> advisory version or not. Yeah, but Brian uh, Welch. Head Welsh, he's mm-hmm. Christian now. So there we go. And Fieldy. Fieldy, yeah. 50% of that band. <laughs> That's true. Or wait, unless there's five members. I can't remember. If I can't four remember or five. either, but let's work on the rest of corn. Let's keep praying for it. Man, let's Jonathan <laughs> Davis is coming around. We'll Probably. see. We'll he see. Lets, he lets, uh, he lets them go out and pray at the show. So. You know what? I'm just going to say here on this podcast, Jonathan Davis, if somehow by the grace of God, you have listened to this <laughs> and made it all the way past our craziness to the end. I'll just say, I am personally praying for you, buddy. Yep. I know you had a rough life. I hear it all in your early songs. I'm just praying for you, pal. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So what are the issues that we wrestle with? All I want in life is to be heavy. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) No. So um, here's what I'll say. Um, We uh, this was one of the ones I won't get. Okay. so we yeah, yeah. So we talked about this. We talked about professionalism. Yeah. Versus spirit led. We kind of already went through that a little bit. That's mm-hmm. a very houseplantian kind of thing where there's a dynamic that seems opposed, but sometimes you can do both. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and again, excellence over perfection, but definitely uh, God wants us. God wants us at the top of our game for him. Yeah, sure. But he doesn't expect us to be Jesus or to be. It's like, not about performing. Not every guitar yeah. player is Yingwei Malmsteen and not every singer is Josh Groban or whoever for girls, Adele or whatever. Like you don't have to be the the top yeah. echelon of talent, but you definitely need to bring all of your talent that God gave you to the table. Go read John 15 and think about what Jesus says about abiding, you know, that God is the trunk or the vine and we are just these branches. We abide in him, right? We are abiding in him. Notice that abiding has nothing to do with like your effort. Like you can't like try to abide, right? (laughs) You just have to be planted. I mean, that's what we talk about, right? Being planted in the house of the Funny Lord. how much plant imagery is in the Bible. There's quite a bit. I think there were some farmers. <laughs> a little pruning, a little, little, we need to be pruned right. from time to yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and from that, that's where fruit comes from, right? But can, like, have you ever seen a tree just go like, 
and just like force like fruit out. Like <laughs> they're like, no, I want another branch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No, fruit comes because the nourishment is coming through the trunk, through the branches, like out to the end. Like you can't like make it happen. Absolutely. You can't like, um, you can't like get better <laughs> at it. Like, cause it's not like, it's not you, you know, it's not about you. Yeah. Um, so I think professionalism is something that can help. Like if you're trying to learn how to like more clearly communicate the message or whatever, like that's good. Um, but yeah, definitely God at the center first. That's the value. You know, that's what makes Christian worship difference. And as Ken said, you can taste the difference, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And then, of course, what we talked about last week about participation. participation, And that can really come uh, in, a, in a number of ways, uh, always being cognizant of the golden rules of making sure you're serving the Lord and then making sure that the community is being served through your service of the Lord. Um, and, and, you know, and I think, honestly, I think that the participation will come when the spirit is leading. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that, you know, that's just another thing to think about when you are when you were being guided through your set list, you know, ask God, like, how can I help people participate through this set list? If there are things and, you know, we can all think of some things. I think that would be distracting if they were put in a set list. Um, and you know, you just think about those things and give those over to God. And I think he'll point you to like the, the, the songs that will like zero in on what he wants to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, so here's the really tough one. Okay, yeah, let's get into this real quick. New songs. Bob, new songs. New songs. Guess what? I'm going to hit you guys with a paradox right now. New songs are really tough to introduce. Guess what we do every week on the podcast? Introduce a new song. (laughs) Or a new arrangement of one. Yeah, but we don't have like a whole, we don't have people present like trying to sing with us. Yes. Hopefully. And and, and that's the difference. Hopefully this. um, and I, I know. Right. I know no, 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 let, me, let me say, it's, I think in many ways, because of the format of the podcast, this is right. a performance. And if you're performing, new songs aren't a problem. That's exactly right. Well, like that, and you can go back and listen to it again and worship to it the second time. What we're, I think what we're trying to do is not necessarily to try to get like a group of people all singing the same thing. Exactly. It's more like it's part performance and part worship. I mean, it yes, is, yes. it is worship, but it's performance E worship. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't mean performance in the, in the bad way. Like we, we just talked about, we're not it, trying but, to make it about ourselves, but it, we are practicing <laughs> the skills of songwriting. That's right. And Absolutely. the skills of and, bringing new songs in. And let's be real for a minute, yeah. people. We can't do copyrighted music. I wish we could, but yeah. it, it is, it is, it gives us an opportunity to not only go back to the hymns that we enjoy so very, very much, but also gives me and Zach an opportunity to allow God to keep our gifts active. I like the challenge. We've had to come oh, up yeah. with over 40 songs. Yeah. 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 Cause we've had two live shows where we did like multiple songs. We've only well. repeated stuff a couple times. And when we have, we've done it kind of differently. Yeah. Yep. So, and absolutely. So, and so with new songs, it's, it's, it's such a rough time for a worship leader to, to kind of navigate how mm-hmm. best to do a new song and a service. And so even though this is just one little tiny detail, it's like a huge detail when, when talking about set list, uh, when you're picking a set list. And so, uh, for example, 
Uh, now these aren't like really, really new, but let's say you go to like a more of a traditional church and they're like kind of stuck in like the early two thousands or something. And then you did, let's say Lauren Daigle's trust in you or something. Uh, or you did, um, good, they good wouldn't father. let you, they wouldn't let you wear the headscarf probably. Right. Or if you did, um, uh, if you're talking early two thousands, even something as, uh, you know, like good, good father yeah, would, would, uh, would seem would, new. Yes. It would really, yeah, um, or so, them. so like. Let's say that you want to introduce that song. Zach, yeah. how do you go about doing it? So here's kind of the default for me, and it's more of a practical thing. But I tend to play the chorus like earlier in the uh, set list. Like I might intro like, hey, everybody, welcome to worship. We're going to sing this new song for a little bit. We're going to sing more of it later. But let's sing the chorus a couple times Interesting. and get you introduced and acclimated. And I might say something about here's what this song is saying. You know, it's a song about hmm. this. Um, and then we'll sing the chorus a couple times, launch into some more familiar stuff and come back to that song later in the set. Well, they've heard it. At least they've heard the chorus. Yeah. It doesn't always work. <laughs> That's one way to but, do it. Yeah. Well, like I was just going to say. Um, so, so, so but but you never open with the full song brand new. No, I wouldn't. Well, there there is somebody who would argue that maybe that's good and then do it at the end of the service. There's a lot of different. Yeah, there's a lot of different. Facets maybe to maybe it. if like your first part of worship is kind of more a time where everybody's gathering and talking or something, hmm. then that might be a good time to do it. You never want to do it like at a very important moment where you want lots of participation yeah. because people are going to be slowly getting acclimated into it. And so, right. So you do like, uh, and you're always going to have somebody who's like never heard any song you did the whole set. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. A lot of times when you have a church that's kind of stuck and I use that word loosely, but when you, when you have somebody that's kind yeah. of stuck in the songs they've done forever and it becomes almost a routine to not do a new song, it can be really, really tough to push for that kind of change. Yeah. I do believe that God I don't believe that God is evolving, but I believe that the community that is worshiping God tends to evolve as time goes on. And so a good way for us to connect with the community is is for us to uh, kind of connect with them through some of the songs they hear on the radio or maybe a new look at a scripture, that kind of thing. Yeah. So and and there's tons of scripture that talk about singing a new song to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so that is definitely part of what, why new songs are good, but the huge struggle, the, the very, very tough, like tentative structure of this, of how to do it is that the double-edged sword is you introduce a new song. People don't know it. So they don't sing. So automatically worship is kind of struggling or it feels that way. Maybe it's not, but then you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, they don't know the song, so they can't sing along. So maybe they're not connecting with God the way that I would have wanted them to. Maybe I should have just stuck with a classic. And then the other side of that is if we do nothing but old songs, we become like kind of spiritually stuck or even dead mm. sometimes. So what you're really trying to accomplish is the right way to introduce new yeah. music in a, in a, uh, 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 organic way to allow God to use that song correctly for your community. Mm. Boom. It's good. Mic drop. Oh, crap. I almost hit the light there. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I've been in a lot of situations where um, there is a desire for new music, but there's never a good time. I know. <laughs> That's one of the problems uh, um, 
the bigger you're setting, it seems like the more that like needs to be accomplished within yeah. a worship service. And so, yeah, you end up having your chance to like introduce a new song pushed to the side. I found that the best thing to do when you're in that situation is to like start bringing it up ahead of time. Yeah. So, you know, it's on the radar of the people planning worship, whether it's like a team or whether it's the pastor who's thinking ahead. Preemptive like strike. When, just keep saying like, when would be a good time to bring this in? And it kind of forces you to like prioritize <laughs> too, because you can't, um, you can't always introduce everything every week. Right. So you got to think like, what's a song that I'm going to get a lot of use out of? Cause I don't want to go through the trouble <laughs> of introducing something new and then never use it again. And so again, uh, one of the tips that I would say is really important is to pray, continue yeah. to ask the Lord what, what, when it's appropriate to pick it. But also, like you said, you introduce like the chorus and do it later. Mm-hmm. Introducing a new song in a time where people can hear it and yeah. don't feel expected to just know the whole song. Yeah. That's the kind of a good way that we have, me and Zeka found. So there's sometimes like, churches do special music, special or, music, or time. like an offertory song. So like thing. if you're yeah. doing either, if you're, if you're doing like, um, uh, tithe time when like yeah. people are receiving money or when you're doing a communion, there are times when it's good to have music in the background, which can yeah. allow you to introduce it. But even then you could do all of that. And then next week you do it. People still don't know anything and it can be yeah. very frustrating. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, I've never heard the song. It's like, no, we did it. Remember yeah. last time we did it. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's God will allow it to be a, a, a song. You just kind of have to continue to be humble, but also yeah. if if it is the goal of your church to do something new, you just need to keep uh, keep it in the pocket. Yeah. And prepare it. <laughs> yeah. Keep a list. I've done that before. These are yeah. some new ones we've been waiting on. And of course, yeah. your worship team, if they're musical in any regard, they're going to like desire to do new stuff. You're going to have people request things and that. Yeah, that could be its own episode. How oh to <laughs> how to respond to that. How to like mediate yeah. requests for new stuff. Yeah, you can't always do it. And that's sad. But then also sometimes some of the best stuff comes suggested by others on the worship team and stuff. So. All right. We got to know we're almost about out of time, but I have one last little thingy. And that is. Yeah. What songs do we steer clear from? What songs don't go in the set list? Mm. Interesting thought. Um, I would say anything with Matt and Matthew West. Matthew West. <laughs> Make sure Matthew West stays out of the set list at all times. <laughs> I would wow. say I would say I'm things. Teasing, Matthew. Here, here's a good measure. I'm teasing you, buddy. Um, something that can easily be not about God. Like if you could change, yeah. if you could change the it. lyrics and it works it. as a love song, um, maybe that's one that's a weaker song. I don't I'm even done. necessarily think it's about like these are songs that are off limits, though. To me, it's more about like if it is a weaker song theology wise, maybe pair it with something that is you need your, you know, it's like fine wine and cheese or something. <laughs> right. Well, like you got like <laughs> you need your pairing. You've got like yeah. the newsboys. I am free, which is just mm, yeah, which is which is very simplified. That song doesn't mm-hmm. really have to be, especially if it's like just the chorus. Like you, it doesn't really have to be about God. And there's like another thing about that song, and this is a lot of songs. It's not community focused at all. Yeah, like it's all me. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing to kind of think <laughs> about. Like, 
if it's me, me, me. I'm not saying don't do that song. I've done that song tons. I actually very much enjoy that song, but it, it is, it is in the vein of trying to, uh, move, like have the spirit move and then take that idea and move it into something more in depth going forward. Um, it, it really look is. at look at hymns. You know when you're right. when you got some song when you got some oceans and some you make me braves in your set list. <laughs> go go and look at your your denomination's hymnal or one that would be closely associated for you and pull out something you know with some meat. <laughs> Let me just say this: uh, when, that's not to say all hymns are perfect. There's some weird ones too. But. Well, when you're picking a hymn, uh, normally. There's great ones out there, but then there are hymns where the title is like a fragmented sentence. <laughs> It'll be like, son, the Lord, comma, of the faith of, comma, the son of man, of the Lord, whose love through <laughs> humble service. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> of the man who doth love the son of God. And it's like, that's the song you're like, wait, what? (laughs) So some of those can be so wordy that you don't, you actually don't get anything. So, I mean, I guess uh, when I say what songs to steer clear of anything, I think anything that would just distract from what God's trying to do, anything that would kind of be agenda oriented or um, something that's maybe even not of God. A lot of, a lot of like me center yeah. kind of stuff. There's a lot of that. And yeah. there's a lot of Christians who very, very much grind against the idea of doing a secular song. Yeah. I have seen God work through it and yeah. I have seen it also distract. Yeah. So I think that in everything we go back to the, the universal yeah. of like, let God make the call on that. It depends on the situation, but yeah. you know, I tend to, I shy away from using secular songs most of the time, but I think that they can be used, especially as we used to say uh, set piece was like the word we use. But that basically <laughs> means that, like, it's not a song you have to worship with. It's a song where you're thinking about something that's happening in the service and it like goes with a theme. Yeah. It, when that happens, I almost never do the full song right. because you'd be using like five minutes of your like 60 minute worship time for something that's just like a random, like set piece. Right. Like I've, I've done like, um, I have led lean on me when you're not strong as a part of a community oriented thing about like having community Mm -hmm. be important. Yeah. I've, I've seen a church do Lincoln parks in the end and it had to do with, uh, uh, believing that like your life is over and, and like being hopeless and things. Yeah. And so again, like I said, I think it, I think it really comes down to is God using it or are you using it? Right. Yeah. It, it really does come back to agenda versus, versus letting the spirit lead. You can taste the difference. There you go. <laughs> Old Coke, new Coke, man. Yeah. What's that new Coke for? Is that for you or is that for the that people? New Coke <laughs> is for Indonesia, apparently, because they drink it there. They love new Coke. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But still to this day. All right, guys. Well, that's another great episode in the books. There you go. Thanks once again for checking us out. Make sure that you leave a like or a comment, stars or rating. All those things help us. And don't forget about Patreon. Don't forget about our Patreon. Please don't forget about it. Um, it would be such a huge goal. We've continued to pray about this, but we'll continue to pray that, um, uh, you know, we get a few more plants on there, uh, maybe a little bit a few more, more ferns, maybe a ficus <laughs> potentially. Yeah. 
And so we're just going to continue to pray and ask you all to, to continue to support us. And, um, you know, uh, as the spirit leads you to do so, if you think that this is a good thing, if you think this is uh, something that is uh, God centric and God is using for his glory, then uh, feel free to, to tithe for us if you want to. So there you go. <laughs> so that we can just don't to- take away from what God has called you to give to the local church. Oh, but absolutely. Feel free not. to not, yeah. to practice generosity. <laughs> so there you go. Sorry, that's my uh, shameful uh, ask for money. <laughs> but um, yes, but we do appreciate you guys just for listening too. So absolutely, thanks so much. Yeah, buddy. All right, so we will talk to you next time. See ya. Bye. See ya. Do 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 I put this in the set list. I picked this and put it in the set list. And then the pastor frowned at me. Is it my